<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Frank Says the Play Call. Me and Bri are solo dolo today. Uh, June, happy birthday to Wendy and Nikki's busy. Happy birthday. But we're going to start a little different today. We're going to take a toast. We're going to take a little drink. Me and Bri. Uh, we're going to take a shot before we start. <laughs> yeah, normally, you know, I'm drinking and June drinks, but Bri, she waits until after the show. You know what I'm saying? But today she said, Frank, we should do it. And I said, why not? Let's go. It's just us. So only thing in my ready? system is a chocolate donut. Cheers. Cheers to a good podcast tonight. Let's go. So Bree, go ahead and take it over, girl. Do your thing. So on Thursday, <clears throat> November 30th, the Cowboys defeated the Seahawks 41 to 35. Great game, by the way. It's a good game. On Sunday, December 3rd, the Cardinals beat the Steelers 24-10. The Chargers defeated the Patriots 6-0. The Colts defeated the Titans in overtime 31-28. The Texans defeated the Broncos 22-17. The Lions defeated the Saints 33-28. The Falcons defeated the Jets 13-8. The Dolphins defeated the Commanders 45-15. The Bucks defeated the Panthers 21-18. The 49ers defeated the Eagles 42-19. The Rams defeated the Browns 36-19. The Packers defeated the Chiefs 27-19. And on Monday, December 4th, in overtime, the Bengals defeated the Jags 34-31. <clears throat> so I'll start first. Um, with my game, you know, we lost to the Cardinals. Um, I wasn't expecting that. James Conner did win and did score two rushing touchdowns. So either way, I won in life, you know. Um <laughs> I would say, though, that just making a public service announcement, I'm boycotting football for the rest of the year, okay? I am. So my teams know that I'm boycotting football. So to make me feel better, they're like, you know what, we're just going to lose every game to make a statement. And they're doing so well so far. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? They're sticking to the script. <laughs> yeah, sticking um, to so that's first. Um, second um, game I do want to talk about is the Texans. The Texans just lost one of their best wide receivers, Tank Dell, in the game on Sunday, but they still found a way to pull out the win. That that defense was dominating, especially in the last two minutes of the game. Um, C.J. Stroud, he looks fantastic. Every week he gets better and better and better. Yeah, there's still some mistakes he's making, but as a rookie starter in the NFL, he's come a long way since the first four weeks of um, the season. So kudos to CJ Stroud. He still got my vote for rookie of the year. The next game I did want to talk about is the Packers and Chiefs game. I real fast before that, I know the, the one game everybody wants to talk about is the 49ers and Eagles game. So little old me was sleeping on the FaceTime call the entire game. So I cannot comment or say anything on that game because I didn't watch it. Um, there's only two more games I do want to touch on. The first game, it was the Packers at Chiefs. Jordan Love did it again. He's phenomenal. He's fantastic. He dominated against the Lions during Thanksgiving, and he dominated again um, against the Chiefs. Um, now, one thing I would say, he did an amazing first half. Every The first two drives, he scored a touchdown. That's fantastic. Um, he looks really good. He looks comfortable. I think that he will be good as a starting quarterback in Green Bay. I hope they keep him as a starting quarterback there. But Jordan Love, if you listen, if you want to come to Pittsburgh, I'll take you. But 
Um, also, shout out to that uh, Packers defense as well. They really held up against the Chiefs. Um, that was a good game. Great uh, 8 o'clock game. Thought it wasn't going to be as good as it was, but it was good. And a big shout out to the Packers for winning that game. And then the last game I do want to touch on is the um, Monday night game, Bengals at Jacksonville Jaguar. Also another fantastic game. Uh, prayers to Trevor Lawrence. He did get hurt in the fourth quarter. Um, but he looked really good offensive-wise. Me personally, um, it was a lot of favoritism in the the penalty calls against the Bengals um, that I did see. Uh, but Browning was 32 for 37, 357 yards, and he threw one passing touchdown. Trevor Lawrence was 22 for 29, 258 yards through two passing touchdowns. So both quarterbacks did look really, really good. Um, Bengals have, have great offensive weapons. I think Browning just needed a few games to start to get back in the groove and emotion to get the Bengals to start winning again. And hopefully they could close out their season with a winning record. That's it. Okay. So I kind of want to cover the biggest three games I want to cover was the 49ers and Eagles, Chiefs and Packers. And um, was that you? So Dobbs train has, I wouldn't say derailed, but. I was like, whoa. Anyway, so. Oh, well, like the thing that got big. That that was me. That that was you? I accidentally double clicked and made it bigger, though. Oh, no, 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 no. It was a stupid ESPN thing that I didn't want playing. So I watched the 49ers uh, uh, at Eagles, and I picked Eagles to win. I was there. I was there. I was just asleep. Yeah, she was. We all watched it together. It was on my TV. But I (laughs) cried that morning. I was upset. I didn't watch any football, and I needed a nap. So I was there with them, but I fell asleep purposely because I'm boycotting football. Yes, so, yeah. yes. She was sleeping, beauty, while we was watching the game. So uh, at first, you know, I picked the Eagles to win. They were at home. I know I know. Vegas had the 49ers with two-and-a-half-point favorites. So I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go with the with the Eagles. I just, you know, they were at home. Uh, t- best team in football with the record. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 49ers, we didn't know what Brock Purdy was going to do. And at first, the first two drives, the Eagles were moving the ball up the field, but coming up short with field goals. After that, it was it wasn't a game no more. I think the first quarter, Eagles had over 100 yards, and the uh, San Francisco 49ers had negative seven, negative two yards. And after that, it took over and it became a shellacking. Uh, as you can see, second, third, fourth quarter, San- 49ers put up 14 points each quarter. All Eagles did was put seven up in the third, six on the fourth, and zero in the second. Um, I don't know what to think because I think if you meet in the playoffs, it's very different. But I just believe that this goes back to what I've been saying about how the Eagles haven't been playing right. They haven't been playing. They've just been finding ways to win because they've gone against people that either can't sustain the onslaught or get past the, the you know, get past the quick points they put up in, in – or allow them that they allow them to linger and then they come back in the second half. But 49ers prove that they can bang. I think they do match up with the Eagles very well. And I think their matchup is a little bang bang niner gang. Yep, bang bang niner gang. Um, I think the Eagles weren't ready for it. And you know, somebody, you know, Cruz was like, Oh, Brock Purdy didn't beat us throwing the ball downfield. He only beat us on screens and slants. Listen, your defense couldn't stop it. So if it's working, it's win. Win. yeah. So, but also everybody's entitled to bad games. And I think that was one of the worst defensive performances and offensive performances that we've seen 
from the Philadelphia Eagles all season. Um, they're uh two, they're ten and two, two losses. Um, even though they lost to the Jets earlier this season, they still didn't have such a terrible game. Um, so hopefully they can pick up on the mistakes that they made. Everyone's entitled to a bad game. Everyone's entitled to mistakes. You know, this past Thursday we just seen two mediocre teams with the most Super Bowl rings go against each other. You know? <laughs> well, no, I was gonna but say at the end of the day. At the end of the day, ain't nobody topping our Super Bowl rings. At the end of the day, ain't nobody topping our head coaches. At the end of the day, ain't nobody topping our defenses. We so, so we know, good. Yeah, we're we good. good. That, was, that was me and Frank's Super Bowl last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and Frank watched a AFC versus AFC Super Bowl game. Mm -hmm. So that was a classic AFC championship game that we watched. That's why I wasn't as mad because in my head, because I'm Delulu. I was watching the AFC Championship game. Listen, I, I was, you know, two two franchises that have a history, especially in the early 2000s going forward, they they had a lot of battles. Um, but going back to the Eagles 49ers, you know, Eagles defense coming off a 96-snap game they played against the Bills, went going into overtime. They were tired. You know, it was, they were tired. It was a disaster. Um, I don't think it'll be like that. They meet in the playoffs again. So that's that. I think the Chiefs are in trouble. Chiefs defense was big in the beginning of the year. Now you let the Packers, which is the youngest team in the NFL, come out and win against you and, and, and you know, put up a fight. Um, we haven't seen the Chiefs like this in a while. I don't think we've ever seen the Chiefs like this, to be honest. But, you know, you can't sleep on them. Bengals and Jags. This is the game where I picked the Jags. I thought the Jags were going to go in there and win. I didn't know anything about Browning. I didn't know anything about how he can play. I just figured, man, you know, you're at home. Your defense is pretty good. You got a good quarterback. You got some weapons, despite what some people may believe that they think the Jags needs more um, a true wide receiver one, which I don't know how you don't have it. But anyways, um, Jags, I feel like a lot of missed opportunities. And, you know, I think they slept on the I think they slept on the Bengals. I, I think they went in there thinking, who the hell's Brownie? Forgetting that he has, you know, Jamar Chase. Uh, Mixon, Higgin, and they have a good team. And you know what? The team rallied. He made the throws. He hit, hit through front 354 yards, one touchdown. Uh, wasn't a lot, but Mixon ran in two touchdowns. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they 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 played the game that was called. He played it. And whatever that was, got the win. You know, um, in the process, like you said, uh, Trevor Lawrence got hurt, high ankle sprain. We thought he was done for the season, how his ankle bent, but it was a high ankle sprain. And we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about this later on. But now they got to Yeah, I'm updating the notes now because I forgot to do that. So, yeah. yeah. We're, we're they have a tough matchup coming up, you know, um, and and in a good – they're facing a good defense, I should say. So, we'll, we'll see. But, um, yeah, that, that was it. Those are the three games I wanted to watch. I think it says a lot that the NFL is really not – Anything can happen. You know, by this by this time this year in the NFL season, some teams are so dominant that you know they're going to be. Right now, the 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 Eagles are in jeopardy of losing the number one seed if they lose to the, the Eagles. I mean, lose to the Cowboys. The Chiefs are no longer the number one seed. The Ravens, I think, are. Um, the Jags had a chance of taking I thought it was the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the number the one The Dolphins seed. are number one seed, correct. And the and the Jags had a chance of taking it. They would have beat the Bengals. So that just tells you, like, this time last year, we knew the Chiefs were going to be number one seed. You know, we we knew the, the Eagles had it. Now it's just like, we don't even know. 
Eagles are in jeopardy. The Chiefs lost it. And I don't think they're getting it back. That's just my opinion. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the number one seed this year. And I, I'm I'm very not concerned, but I'm, I would love to see what that looks like going into the playoffs if they got to go on the road, you know? So, um, but that's my take on it. It was, you know, three actually good games at the four o'clock game, the eight o'clock game and the Monday night game, which is pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, um, so the first topic that we could talk about just really quick, because I think I just need to get it off my chest. You guys know, I always talk about college football on here. Like I do my quick little go Florida state. Whoop, whoop. So for the first time in history of college football, for the first time in history of college football, an undefeated power five team does not make the playoffs. Thanks a lot, committee, you idiot. So <laughs> thank there there's a there's a, a TikTok sound. There's like, thanks a lot, you idiot. That's me. <laughs> um, so Florida State went 13 and 0. They did not make the playoffs. Their sole reason to not us making the playoffs is because, oh, because Jordan Travis, who is RQB, who is a superstar, he's amazing. Um, he had got injured. He got injured, but we still found ways to win games and go undefeated, even with our QB2 and our QB3. So a little backstory. Jordan Travis got injured on senior night, right? The little hip drop tackle, his ankle went from this to this. Mm -hmm. It was disgusting. Um, So he broke his ankle, broke his leg, one of the two. Um, The next week we had to play the Gators, an SEC team. That's also our our rivals, right? Um, we had our QB two in. We won. Go to we went thirteen and zero. No, we went twelve and zero. We went twelve and zero. The last game that we had to play was the ACC championship game against Louisville. Well, during the Florida and Florida State game, our QB two got concussed. It was disgusting, disgusting, disgusting behavior on the Florida Gators. Our QBT was running for the first down and he slid and two Gators players ran and hit him in the head with their helmets targeting. They mm-hmm. both got ejected. Also during that game, this is why I'm the, I will never be a Gators fan. One of the Gators players decides to spit on one of my linemen during a game. He also got ejected. Classic behavior. Another Gator player as the coach, the coach was telling him to get off the field to put someone else on because He's horrible at coverage as a safety. He pushes his coach away from him and walks on the field. Disgusting behavior. Who would be a Gator, Florida Gator after that, you know? But at the end of the day, we won. We went to the ACC championship game, and <clears throat> Rotomaker, who's our QB2, had a concussion from the targeting play. So we started our true freshman QB3. Now imagine you are an 18-year-old football player, college football player, never took a snap in your life, your team is undefeated, you're in an ACC championship game, and you're told, hey, you're starting this game against Louisville, who's one of the top defenses in college football right now. And it's the ACC championship game, and you have to win this game because we are in the top four. Never started a college game from day in your life. We won. It was an ugly win, but we won. It was expected because he's never played. Frank watched that game with me. We also watched Delaware as well at the same time. But Frank will tell you, he had fear in his eyes. He had complete fear in his eyes. He was scared to play. 
at the end of the day, shout out to our defense because our defense really held it down to keep Louisville from scoring, even though we were making a lot of mistakes, which was it was it was uh, expected with a true freshman QB three never started a, a college game in his life to play in the ACC championship game and we still won. Well, they told us because our quarterback is out, we cannot be in the college playoffs. FSG still finds a way to win even without Jordan Travis. Regardless, Rotomaker, who's fantastic as the QB two, would have still would have still played really well depending on who we played. We should have been a number three seed. We were we were undefeated and we were in a top four. Why is it that Michigan, who's also an undefeated power five team, was able to make the playoffs? Washington, who's a power five team, was able to make the playoffs, but not Florida State. You know why? Because the committee, how college football works is no matter what you do, there is a group of men who decide who they want in the playoffs. So winning basically doesn't matter at all. The ACC is disrespected in the college world, right? Unless you're Clemson, that is like, okay, Clemson, or... It also depends on coaches, right? I feel like that if we still had Jimbo Fisher, our head coach, or hell, if Deion Sanders went and was the head coach of Florida State and they went undefeated, they would not leave Florida State out of the playoffs. It's 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 favoritism in college football. Now, the reason why I say I think Rotomaker would have been really, really good in the playoffs is because we play University of Northern Alabama when Jordan Travis got hurt. It was the first quarter and University of Alabama was beating us 13-3. to three. Jordan Travis got hurt. We had three. University of Northern Alabama had 13. We only had a field goal. They were beating us by 10. Rotomaker played the rest of the game. The ending score of that game was 52-13. to 13. Florida State. So Rotomaker put up 49 points. As the QB2, and that was his first start in college football as well. And the defense allowed University of Northern Alabama to not score another point after injuring Jordan Travis. And you're telling me that's not a great team? Our defense is the top, is one of the top three defenses. We're actually number two after Michigan, but we were the top defense. Never allowed a team to score a touchdown after the second half of the game the entire season and we've held every single team that we played to under 30 points but we're not good enough for the committee to make it into the playoffs um that sparked a whirlwind all over media news everything um the senate of florida sent a lawsuit to the committee and demands text messages emails phone conversations, um, everything and from the committee as an explanation of what went into their head as to why Florida State should did not make the playoffs. So they're also under a lawsuit. ESPN is talking about making it a six-team playoff starting next year. J.J. Watt tweeted it should have been a 16, 16 playoff starting this year with all the talent that has been going on. Also, you don't leave Florida State out. Georgia beat or Alabama beat Georgia, right? The number one seed. My opinion, if you're going to put two teams in the college uh, playoffs that have one loss, it should have been Georgia. 
one of them should have been Georgia in the top four. And the reason why I say that is because Georgia was number one for 12 weeks straight until they lost the last week to Alabama by a field goal. So if you're going to put a team in that has one loss, it should have been Georgia, who was your number one seed the entire college playoffs or the entire college season. I would have put Georgia and Florida State in there. Those those four teams, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and Georgia, have been in the top five the entire, entire college season. Why is Georgia and Florida State not in the playoffs? But that's just my rant. I mean, they, so I was watching Speak. They brought Dave Hellman in. Um, you know, he used to be a member of Speak, and I guess he does something else on Fox now. Uh, and he said that basically it came down to ratings. Um, the, the way they looked at it was um, – it was ratings. It's who they want to see. And and I don't agree with that. Um, you know, when we watched the game together and we talked about it, I said, they're going to get Alabama in. And you were like, no, they're not. And I'm like, yeah, they're going to get them in. And it's because of the name, you know, which is crazy because mm-hmm. Florida State has a name as well. Um, we have national championships. We yeah. have multiple national championships, you so know. Like- I, I think Mark, Mike Nor- Norvell is not respected as a head coach. So you said something about if Prime, if Coach Prime was there, if if, if Deion Sanders was there, of course they would have been in. And you, you got to think. Oh, if we had Jimbo Fisher back, who just Didn't got he, fired from Texas. De- Deion went to Florida State, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they would have been. There wouldn't be a question. It would have been. It, it is the magnitude. So, yeah, I think. I don't I don't understand college to me because just like you undefeated to me undefeated matters you know what I'm saying um I do feel they need to change their their playoff bra- uh, brackets and make it a 16 not a 14 but I hope that with what Florida Senate is asking for will make them rethink it and and compensate and make up for it. Uh, maybe this year, maybe they can make a last minute call and change the, the the playoff bracket, or you know, for next year, make sure that you know people get in. But the reason I was so upset about it, and is because you know these kids play. They don't. Some of these kids are not going to go on to the pros. Some of these kids are. You know, this is the end. This is the last game for them. And they went thirteen and zero. And they all they were trying to do get to a natty and win a national championship. And you stripped that away from them because. It wasn't popular. It wasn't going to get the ratings. It wasn't going to do what it had to do. I don't agree with that because now some of these kids is never going to get a chance to play a national championship. You, tomorrow's not promised. Next season's not promised. So I just like you, I think the committee needs to change that. I think they need to relook at it. And I think that uh, these boosters, these people that donate a lot of money to the college programs need to, you know, put their foot down. So I'm going to touch on the ratings thing, right? Florida State has one of the greatest college football fan bases out there. Mm-hmm. Our booster club, I want to say, is number two after Auburn when it comes to raising money for the schools and everything, right? Florida State's fan base is powerful. It's mighty. The Chiefs stole from us. Like that's how that's how that's how iconic we are. <laughs> but I don't think ratings was gonna matter because this our our pride, our fans, everything when it comes to Florida State is up there, top notch. We have one of the best. Um, it was an ESPN analyst that tweeted like, if y'all think Florida State fans are gonna get over this, it will make it to the White House before Florida State fans will get over this. Um, another thing, I think this was an eye opener. The committee 
was getting, and I was not one of them. So everyone listening, it, it had nothing to do with me. I promise. They had to shut off the college football playoffs office phone number. They had to close down their office. Um, all of the committee members were getting docked. So their addresses were getting leaked, their phone numbers, their family's phone numbers, their family's phone addresses, everything. So I do think that there's going to be a change because these committee members are fair for their lives because there's nothing private anymore with internet. And you pissed off a, a huge fan base to where your family's addresses and phone numbers are at, are being passed around. I love Dave Portnoy. I don't agree with it, but I love Dave Portnoy. Barstools posted the college football players address, college football playoffs office address and phone number. They have to shut down their lines and make an official statement after receiving 70,000 phone calls in an hour. Their phone lines are now discontinued. People started popping up to the offices and they had to shut down the offices and the people had to work from home. Wow. So, yes. You know, yeah, I, but you never know. Like I said, when you walked away, this could be what it takes to make an immediate change this year or, you know what, make a, a change for next year. But if it does for next year, it doesn't matter. You stripped a lot of these seniors that are going to graduate this year away from a possibility of achieving the goal of winning a national championship. And because some of them are not going to play football. They're not going to go on to the NFL. They're not going to get picked up. Mm-hmm. This is it for them. And it's just, it sucks for these kids, these, these, these adults that are, you know, trying to make it while they get their education or hopefully get to the to the the NFL and play pros. So I mean, you know, uh they need to do something else about it. They they should. Yes, I agree. So that is my um football talk. I'll always uh believe Gardet and Gold. Gold knows my last car was named Doke after the Doke Campbell Stadium where Florida State plays. My new car is named Rooney after the Pittsburgh Steelers owner. So I'll forever believe Garnet and Gold and Mike Norvell, shout out to you for winning ACC Coach of the Year. You're in the running right now for College Football Coach of the Year. Regardless if you're out the playoffs, I think you're going to win it because you're just a fantastic, amazing coach. Since you came to Florida State, Jordan Travis's freshman year, you have made a big impact on us after Jimbo left us in 2017. Um also, shout out to Jordan Travis. He won ACC Player of the Year and ACC Offensive Player of the Year. He was in a running for Heisman, which I still think he should get Heisman. I think he should get the Heisman because if you take us out of the playoffs be- because of him, solely because of him, then he should win Heisman if he's that important. That's just my opinion. So that's a good that's a good argument. We, we know that's not going to happen, but that's a good argument. Yeah, we know that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, what else we got? All right, next we have. Are the Eagles going to keep the number one seed until after the end of the regular season? So okay. can go first. Um, I, I don't know. I don't because I don't know what it would take for them to lose it besides them losing. So I think right now they're good, but if they lose against the Cowboys, they not the Cowboys would be the same record as them, 10 and 3. Um though and you know the 49ers are sitting at if they win this week, they'll be ten. Everybody be ten and three. What does that mean for the Eagles? I don't know. Um, so I'm about to pull up something now. So I'm about to check. Yeah, 
while, while you do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Um, do I think I see them losing to the Cowboys this week? No, I don't. If anything, I feel mm-hmm. bad for the Cowboys. I think the Eagles have I feel disrespected. I feel that that loss to the 49ers is gonna wake them up, and I feel like what's gonna happen is they're gonna go into to the actually where they're playing at this week. Are they playing in 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 um? They're playing in Dallas. In Dallas. So they're about to go to Jerry's world and they're gonna give but a beat. You know, there's conspiracy. There they go again. Look, there, there it goes. There it goes. And I don't know why it doesn't do this any other time. But um I think uh I don't know. I, I don't I don't see them losing it. And if they do, then I, I hate to say it, but it's gonna be a tough battle. Because now if if let's say they lose it and the 49ers get it. And 49ers hold on to it. I don't know if they can go into San Francisco and beat the 49ers. Yeah. I don't know. And and it was something that Joey Bosa said. They was like, listen, we I hope that the Cowboys watch the tape because we gave him the blueprint. He said Jalen can't deal with the rush. He can't. You can't let him get through the progression. And you can't, you gotta be patient. So can the Cowboys do that? You know? Also, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I I I'm gonna say they're gonna keep it because I don't see them losing this week into the Cowboys. If they lose to the Cowboys, that's two losses back to back. That's tough. That is tough. I don't I don't see them losing to the Cowboys at home at all. Um, this the 49ers do have the Seahawks divisional game. We know how divisional games work. Um so the last time that they faced the Seahawks, they won. Who does Seahawks play last week? Yeah. Huh? Who the Seahawks play last week? The Cowboys. And the Cowboys beat them, right? Mm-hmm. But remember, the Seahawks also scored three touchdowns that were all called back. Yeah, yeah. So they could have had an extra 21 points, you know? Yeah, yeah it mathematically. But it was like back to like every play, like touchdown, oh, holding, offense. All right, next. Touchdown, oh, um, holding off a false start offense, offense yeah. touchdown, you know, like, <laughs> it's um, tough, man, it's tough. So if they, if they're all 10 and three, right. So let's say the Cowboys win, the Cowboys win, the 49ers win and the Eagles lose, right. Uh-huh. They're all 10 and three. Conference wise, the Eagles will be six and two. The San Francisco 49ers will be seven and three. I'm at eight and one. Sorry, eight and one. And the Dallas Cowboys will be seven and three, which I think that San Francisco will bump up to the number one seed based off of the conference record. Because the Eagles are six and one in the conference. San Francisco seven and one in the conference, but the Eagle has won more home games and have more away game wins. So it's- less away game losses. Um, the Niners' odds of obtaining number one seed went from nineteen percent to forty three percent after beating the Eagles. So, yeah, I think what you're saying is right. I just want this is all the the the. I want to know how it like. What's the? Okay, here we go. Let me see. Okay, if the Forty Nineers' chances that number one seed, they have to keep winning. It feels like it'll take the Niners. Winning out to obtain the coveted bye week. It doesn't say anything about the Eagles. Um, let me see. Eagles. 
Because that's that's the key thing, is is really them. <laughs> okay, let's see. If all right, Stan, the Cowboys are one game behind the 10 and 2 Eagles for the top spot in the division. Dallas getting a win on Sunday will not only even the record with the both teams, but the Cowboys would take over first place in the NFC East, at least temporarily, due to better record in division play. So the Eagles lose mm-hmm. on Sunday, lose the number one seed, and they lose the number one spot in the division. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't see that happening, but hey, I also... <laughs> <laughs> didn't predict the uh, band was beating the, the 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 Jags and uh you know I, I picked against my own team last night so <laughs> I've been wrong a lot this season so who knows? So I'm looking I'm so off topic I'm looking down at our week 13 right Nikki won yeah. Nikki won this week um our brother Cruz's picks down and this is how I spell Bengals B-E-N-G-L-E-S <laughs> Bengals <laughs> That's funny. I was Russian. Um, next we have on our agenda, we have Trevor Lawrence high ankle sprain. So on Monday night football during the fourth quarter, one of the offensive linemen stepped back on Trevor Lawrence's ankle. It was it just looked disgusting. Prayers to him. Um he did not step foot back into the game after that. My question to you. So they said that he is not out for the season. They want him to play on Sunday. Me personally, well, first, my question to you is, should they risk it and let him play? I'm going to answer first, no. They are the number one team in their division right now. Yes, they're a game behind the Colts and a game behind the Texans. But I would rather sit him out, let his ankle heal, because the Browns' defense ain't no joke. You let Miles Garrett get near him and sack him, he's out for the season. Do not risk it. Let his ankle fully heal for the week for the week before the week after next. I don't think that they should. They have the number one spot in their division, right? They could still potentially beat the Browns. I would rather them not risk him having a season ending like injury next week or this upcoming Sunday. And then they fall to number three or number four in their division because they still have four more games they have to play. Uh, I too believe they should sit him. Um, I understand that our co-host Nikki doesn't want that because she wants them to win the division. She's she, a Jags fan. Yeah, she's a Jags fan, and she's thinking as a fan, not as an analyst. And at the end of the day, she just doesn't want to lose that number one. Uh, the division title. She because she talks so much caca that it they lose it. It's egg on her face. No, actually, she don't want to lose it. And I get it as a as a as a fan. When we was winning division titles, nobody wants to lose division titles, especially when you're winning them. Right? It shows that mm-hmm. dominance over your division. It shows you as a mean a mean uh, a main player in the conference. However, we're thinking long term here. We're thinking the we're thinking playoffs and anything can happen. So if it was me, I would sit Trevor for one week. Uh, prepare the backup, prepare that defense, and get it going. Now, if they choose to play Trevor, 
then I hope they don't win the division because now you're not being smart. Now you're not managing what you have. And Texans are not nothing to, they're, they're not to be played with. They are making waves. They're making noise. They're finding ways to win games. CJ Styles playing phenomenal football with nobodies. We couldn't name a top player on that team besides him. Who? On, on the Texans. Tank Dell. Oh, isn't he a, a rookie? Yeah. Yeah, so he just got there. Singletary. Yeah, Devin came over from the Bills. We know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So name. everything, everything that they that they're like, so I get what you're saying. But prior to this season, you couldn't name a top player because they did make so many impressive moves during the free agency and during the NFL yeah. draft. Like Noah Brown went over there, had a game, a great game for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nico Collins, I think, is playing great. Um, they have some players, but you know, it's not like when you look at the Jags, Trevor, Etienne, Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram, you know, Calvin Ridley. These are top names. I want to say Evan Ingram was wasn't he like a first round pick for the Giants when they picked them? I'm about to look that up. I, I think he was, but anyways, um, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't play him. I would sit. I would bench him. But you know, I don't get paid a lot of money like that, so they might end up playing him anyways. Uh, I'm trying to see where. Um, he... he was picked 23rd in the first round of the NFL draft. Yeah, he's a first. Oh, wait till I talk to Nikki. What? How can you say that? Anyways, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Calvin Ridley was also a, a top draft pick because mm-hmm. Alabama just won the Natty that year. Mm-hmm. What about Kurt? Christian Kirk was second round number 47 overall. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Yakov ETN was a first round pick, right? ETN? Yeah. ETN, yep, was the selected by the Jaguars with the 25th overall selection. Mm-hmm. And she said that defensive player they picked last year before they picked the dude from the – he's not playing great. It's the system. It's the system. We I've seen many players leave the Patriots on defense and go to another defense, and they are horrible and have to come back because it's the system. If you're not putting them in the best position – and people, some people are late bloomers. Not everybody's mm-hmm. gonna come out the gate and be great. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it's not like the Watts that that shit's in their DNA or the Bosa's or, you know, McCaffrey has a running back. His father was a great player. You know what I mean? It's like, hell, McCaffrey's father has three rings. It's not like these are, you know, anyways, that's, that's another topic. I think they should sit them one week and, I think rest today, live to play another down tomorrow. That's that's how I see it. So today, Doug Peterson tells reporters that Trevor Lawrence's game status will be determined by how practice goes today and answer probably so when asked if he'll be a game time decision. He's dealing with a high angle spray. Yes. And- so Nikki also brought something up. I wish she was on a podcast. She said, My own. it's a high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes played with a high ankle sprain. Well, the difference between Trevor Lawrence's high ankle sprain and Patrick Mahomes' high ankle, high ankle sprain is the timing. 
We're in week 13 of the NFL. He got his high ankle sprain right before the AFC championship game. Now, you don't want to risk that. You are going to the AFC championship game. You are going to play, and then you're going to the Super Bowl. You're in week 13. You're the number one pick. You're the number one team in your division. Sit out a week. You have time. You have time. Patrick Mahomes, it was make or break. So the difference between their two high ankle sprains is the timing of it. You're already in the playoffs, about to play in the AFC championship game. He has some, you know what? He he uh, he still performed. He still won, and he won the Super Bowl, you know? Um, he also has a good offensive line that will protect him while he's in a pocket for 25 minutes every play, you know? <laughs> so he don't really have to do too much on his ankle, you know? So that's the difference with Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain in the AFC Championship game and in the, the Super Bowl versus Trevor Lawrence's high ankle sprain in Week 13 of the regular season. Also, Trevor's 6'6 at 220. Mahomes is 6'2 at 225. That's a lot of different weight bearing on each side. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's different body styles. There's a, there's a lot that goes into it. We all know Mahomes probably took a few shots before he went out there to play and went like <laughs> you gotta understand, yeah, you're right. There's the, there's a difference in timing. I am pretty sure if Andy Reid could have gave Mahomes a week to sit, he would have. If gave he him got a high ankle sprain in week thirteen, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because this is about winning Super Bowls. This is about winning another championship. This isn't about winning a division. Stop thinking so near-minded, so narrow. It's like, oh, I want to win my division. I want to win my division. Okay, but what about the Super Bowl? What, what happened to getting back to the AFC championship? Like, man, I wouldn't give a damn. Either way it goes, you're not the number one seed. You had a chance at that on Monday, and you didn't get that. So now you're going to be a wild card. You know what I'm saying? So either way, you're either going on the road or somebody's coming to your house for one game. I'd rather preserve my, my franchise quarterback. It's bad enough already that they're not consistent on offense. They're not consistent on offense. So therefore, you're going to risk it. And Christian Kirk went out with a soft tissue uh, issue. Um, so that's nurturing that. And a lot from what I've heard from other athletes on other shows that uh, soft tissue issues are a lot take a lot longer to heal from. Mm-hmm. All right. Next, we have uh, Derek Carr. I just thought this was wild. Um, I saw it today. I put it in the chat. Uh, so Ian Rappaport tweeted that Derek Carr, despite dealing with a concussion, ribs, right and left shoulder injuries, he was in full participant practice today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to laugh. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm not. I mean, but you're you're third in your division. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Jameis Winston knows how to win games. Jameis Winston is a natty champion quarterback. Play Jameis Winston. You're telling me you have my you have a shoulder injury, your ribs, and a concussion. You haven't clear concussion protocol and you're a full participant practice, but that's on the team. He's not supposed to be practicing. That's on the franchise. Somebody want to lose their job. You know what I'm saying? Somebody want to come back to nothing. Um, 
On a positive note and good news, Jay Jettis is back. Justin Jefferson is back and will play on Sunday. Oh, that's good. Are they playing Dobbs or not? They are playing Dobbs. Dobbs okay, is good. starting on Sunday. Okay, so good. you have you have um Jay Jettis, you have Jordan Addison <clears throat> back. So one both of them gonna eat. So Yeah, that's that's a good look for them. Mm-hmm. Both of them are gonna eat. That is a great look for them. That's a good look for them. Um, and then um, Lamar Jackson had an injury, but he was practicing. Was it? But I don't know. They just say he was back at practice today. I want to say it was his ankle. Mm. Yep. The Patriots um, secured their third one on Thursday. I know we, we cover, we'll cover it next week. But by that win... That gives the Browns, I mean the Bears, and by doing that, it gives the Bears a stranglehold on the top pick, thanks to the Panthers. High drama coming. People are gonna want that number one draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you did your research, but a lot of Patriots fans want Drake May. I would rather you guys have Drake May over Caleb Williams as your quarterback. If you guys were to draft a quarterback. So what I I don't I'm not impressed with Caleb Williams to be honest. Um, I'm not looking at he's the, good. Yeah, I'm not looking at the numbers did, that. Did I'm you look? At, did you look at? Did you look at Drake um, May? No, I did not. Um, but here's what I'm gonna say about Caleb. Something about his attitude and and when you know when they were losing the games and he realized he wasn't gonna win. I guess he was sitting out or something like that. And you know they were. So I felt bad for him when he when they played Washington and he cried, right? He had a stellar and amazing performance, right? Where was that performance the weeks prior when you were losing games? His mind wasn't on football. Everyone's talking about Caleb Williams going to be the number one draft pick. Who's going to take Caleb Williams? He's all over the media. He's doing Wendy's commercials. He's all over the media, you know, mm-hmm. to where his mind was focusing on, okay, Whoever drafts me, I want part ownership of that. Team. That's that's another thing. Uh, first off, no, no no billionaire owner is. There's only one team that's not owned by uh, a one person. It's owned by a committee. That's the the Packers. Um, by the by the they're owned by the public, but everybody else has an owner. If I'm Robert Kraft, you're not. If I didn't give Brady, if I didn't give Tom Brady a tenth of my company of of this of the Patriots that he helped build. Why would I give you ownership? If Edelman doesn't have it, Gronk doesn't have it. James White doesn't have it. Bruce. Brady hope you guys get six rings. Yeah. And he doesn't have it. Why would you think? And and let's look at it. Even it was, let's say the Steelers, you think they're going to give you ownership. You think that what, give me the worst team. And you, okay. You think the Chicago bears, are going to give you ownership. And and Brian Erlacher, who gave his whole career... They, the- they might. They have, like, a 22-year-old as their GM. You're right. You know, you know what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just like just like Deshaun Watson got $230 million guaranteed. Um, you know what? You're right. I, I just... No. Give me... But Drake Chicago, a. after that young GM that looks Josiah's age... <laughs> So here's what I got to say about my team, right? And this is why I don't, I don't care what the fans are saying. We have more problems than just the quarterback, okay? 
We have a coaching problem. We have an offensive coordinator problem. We have offensive line problem. We have a wide receiver problem. Running backs, I'm not worried about. We always do good with running backs. Uh, tight ends, we 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 find them or we or we bring them in. But we have an issue at wide receiver. We can't get separation. They can't get open. The offensive line is not blocking too much. I, I'm curious to know, and, and you can say it's film study, Frank. I don't buy it. How is it that Mac Jones went, what, 9-7 and seven his first season and got to the wild card as a rookie, was in competition for rookie of the year, and yet the next two seasons he's a wash? So what changed? He lost Josh McDaniels. You brought in Matt, uh, uh, Matt Patricia to be the D OC when he's a defensive coordinator. And then you bring in B Bill O'Brien and expect it in one year to go different, but you did nothing else to improve the offense. So you went and got Gonzalez on, for a DB. That's great. He was doing great as a rookie. Matt Judon was coming in and y'all paid him money. The defense mm -hmm. that hit, but our defense is still okay. We made it, we 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 set a record in the NFL. We're the only team in NFL history to keep a team to 10 points or less three games in a row and not win. And the Chargers was one of those teams. With a great Justin Herbert. With Jay Herbo, Keenan Allen. Jay Herbo, who averages 250 yards a game. You know what I'm saying? So fans get over that shit, man. Listen. The Patriots have bigger problems than a quarterback. They don't have a system. They don't have an identity on offense. Defense, I'm not worried about. Offense is the problem. They don't have it. When Brady was there, it was different. And even throughout that time frame when Brady was there, it changed. You know what I'm saying? But he mm -hmm. always had a reliant, he always had a running, a pass catching running back. He always had good tight ends. And he had reliable receivers. I, and I was watching that Super Bowl against the Eagles we lost. I'll say it to this day, and we'll never know because we can't go back and change it. But the missing piece to me in that Super Bowl was Julian Edelman. We lost Brandon Cook early to concussion, and Edelman wasn't there. We've won Super Bowls without Gronk. We didn't win one without Edelman. You know what I'm saying? So, And look who got MVP the next Super Bowl, 53 was Edelman. So to me, mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into it and there's a lot that's missing. So I, I, if Drake May has a team, if he's not worried about how he's doing commercials and he's all, he's, he's going to play with the Patriots, whether, unless Belichick leaves, but while he's there, you have to have a strong football IQ. You gotta be smart. You gotta read that playbook. That's why Ocho Cinco didn't last because he wasn't committed to learn the playbook. Everybody that's there says you gotta learn it. You know, so I, I don't know. It, it there's a lot that that I can say, but to me, that's what I would say. Um, but a big shout out to Drake May. He is the UNC quarterback declaring for the draft this year. Okay, he is one of the seven college college athletes signed to Dwayne DeRock Johnson's NIL deal for his energy drink. Mm. Okay. I mean, these kids today, you know, to go a little off topic, these NIL deals and all this stuff, is this is is good for the st the students? I was saying the students because they're making money now; they don't have to take illegal money and then get lose the their Heisman trophies for it. But you know, um, but now that's distracting too because now some of these kids are saying, "Listen, if I make five or six million in high school, 
and I invest that right, I ain't never got to do nothing a day in my life. That, and it also, especially these athletes, we see with Angel Reese, she was too busy with her NIL deals that she was not doing too well in school, which caused her to not play for basketball games, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, you know, this is, this is, we want it and I get it, but at the same time, you know. I feel like it doesn't, I feel like college kids are now being competitive for an NIL deal to make money and then they are being competitive to play in the pros. Back in the days before these NIL deals came out last year, everyone was money hungry to make it to the pros. Yeah. Um. Next we have pictures. Then nothing else really happened in the news. Oh, well. Frank has to make me a co-host. To I'm sorry, I forgot to do yeah. it today. I normally mm-hmm. do it first thing when we start. Wow, this is crazy. This is the first time we really talked a lot about college. I'm proud mm-hmm. of you, Frank. Well, I can talk that. It's just when it comes to other mm-hmm. stuff, I can't do it. You know. <laughs> okay. So where did I leave off at? Right here. So one, two, three. Oh, okay. So first, um, so this is Blake uh Brock Mayer's 2024 NFL mock drafts from 24-7 Sports. So he has Caleb Williams going number one, Marvin Harrison Jr. going number two, Drake May going number three, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Kool-Aid's not his first name. He's just a corner from Alabama. That's just his, his nickname. Um, going number four to Arizona. Then Alu, the offensive tackle, <clears throat> going number five. Jaden Daniels going number six to Green Bay. So we're, let's just like really pay attention to the quarterbacks. So you have three quarterbacks going in the first 10. So mm-hmm. you have Caleb Williams, Drake May, and J- Day, uh, Jaden Daniels. Um, Green Bay, I think um, they could use a quarterback un- under Jordan Love, but I think Jordan Love is their guy. He's proven. Um, Caleb Williams to Chicago. Do you think Chicago needs a quarterback? Yeah, I don't think they believe in him like that. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, How many years uh, does old boy have field in the game? Two. So he's on second year. He's still on a rookie contract. Um, This is where the ownership has to be real. You know, and I don't want to take too long to answer the question, but this is what I'm going to say. You did you provide this young player, not only the players, the offensive line. He got drafted in 2021. Okay. So he played 21, he played 22, now he's on 23. So he's on his third year. Mm-hmm. Um, have you given him what he needs to be successful? Have you brought in an OC that's gonna or a quarterback's coach that's gonna help him throw the ball more than anything? You know what Don't I'm saying? Don't forget he was a first round draft pick, pick number eleven. Exactly. He's a first rounder. So I wouldn't necessarily give up on him. I think the team also has a lot more to gain. You only have one good wide receiver, which is DJ Moore. You know what I'm saying? What else do you have? But the problem with Chicago is that they're another defensive head coach, you know, on, on as a head coach. And they're 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 used to what? They're their defense, you know, and, and stuff like that. So no, I I don't know. I to, yeah, take another quarterback and just prove that your organization sucks, or try to trade Justin Fields somewhere else, get some picks, and then pick up Caleb Williams. That's what I would do. Um, 
maybe I'm he, not going to go too much. I'm not going to go too much on Drake May until you do your research on him. So, um, we'll we'll discuss we'll discuss Drake May next week because when I tell you everybody has Drake May going to New England, everybody like even Toby has Drake May going to New England. So he plays um, school, North Carolina. UNC. Yeah. This this is what I'll do. You know what? Let let's stop. Let me stop doing that and let me share my screen. That's what we'll do. He's 6'4", 229. He's uh, tall. He's big. He's a big boy. He's a big, he's a big boy. He's bigger than 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 Patrick. Uh, let me see. Oh, he's from Huntersville, North Carolina. He's from actually from North Carolina. Okay. He's a redshirt freshman. He was ACC Rookie of the Year, ACC Offensive Rookie of the Year, only second play in ACC history to sweep all four a winning award awards joining Jameis Winston in 2013. He started all 14 years quarterback named Sean Alexander and F Freshman of the Year, All-American. He's a four-time Manning Award Star of the Week. He's the Walter Camp Offensive Player of the Week. Um, finish second in the national. Oh, I'm, I'm not. We're not going to watch this full video, but we can watch some. I know it's Five 14 minutes long. That's how much. That's how much highlights he has. Five man pressure now. A six. May is a man open. Caught. First down and much more. South Carolina had difficult time containing running backs on the perimeter. They're the blue last year. They gave up 198 yards rushing last year per game. There's a deep throw. Wide open receiver. Pesor with the North Carolina touchdown. And he just transferred in from Coastal Carolina where he was outstanding. May toward the end zone. Diving catch. And he's not scared when defenders and come near him to go to ball. North Carolina in January. Drake May to the end zone. And a catch. John Copenhaver, an 18-yard touchdown. Now flag after the touchdown. Lindsay, I think we'll see a more methodical approach. Here is May going to fire it deep, and it's caught Jones at the 20. Inside the 10, first and goal, Carolina. Okay, well, it's an ad. But one thing I do like about Drake May is that that there could be defenders that come up to him. There could be defenders that come up to him, and they could be this close to him, and he'll still stand calm. He'll still stand calm and throw the ball. Like, he's not afraid. He's not one of those quarterbacks that they see defenders coming, and he's scrambling in a pocket, trying to throw it at the ground or trying to run or, you know, stop to get sacked. Yeah. As you see in the highlight, he had two defenders from South Carolina coming up to him and he still was super calm and then just threw a bomb. So he's one of those people that are calm and poised. And you'll see that in a lot of his highlights. He's calm and poised and he's not afraid to throw that ball, launch that ball no matter who's coming. How much how many years see my my thing is when I'm realizing with some of these quarterbacks, um the more snaps they have, the better they are in the pros. Um so what I mean is the quarterback that plays four years in college comes to the NFL. If he's good, he's going to be good, and he's going to because he has more snaps. He has understanding. 
a lot of these players that don't have as many snaps, now they come in after their first year, <laughs> excuse me, and they're not as good because they still have to develop, you know? So mm -hmm. is he the type of, of person, because this, like I said, coming to the Patriots, it's different if if you he was coming in after Brady and you was what I mean after Brady is you was there while Brady was still playing. Mm -hmm. So let's say like Matt, he don't have, he won't have a veteran to look under after. And not only that, you they can build a team. They had a team. So I, mm -hmm. I'll say this: it's like, oh man, I'm trying to think. Uh, what team that if a quarterback came in with the weapons they have, as long as he's good, they can have success. Um, and I don't mean like the Jamar Chases and and or or the AJ Browns and Devontae Smith in one team. The Jags. Yeah, the Jags. Okay, let's take the Jags. A good tight end, uh Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. So you got ETN, you got three first rounders and, and one second rounder, uh, a decent defense. Does he have enough maturity to go out there and play the game? That that's that's what I want. Oh, because it's not he easy. Came in, so he came in as a he came in in 2021, right? Okay. He played one game when um that was that was his freshman year, so he's declaring his junior year because he's on his third year, you know? Okay. Um so when Sam Howell went down and went hurt got hurt, he went in. Um first first time playing. Uh he was seven for ten with a 70% completion rate, 89 yards, one touchdown. His uh QB rating was 177.8. They won that game. So for last season, 2022, he went 342 for 517, 4,321 yards, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 157. That's good. Percentage. This year, 269 completions for, and he attempted 425, so 63.3 completion rate. 3,608 yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 149 rating. But he also lost his top two weapons from 2022 yeah. to the NFL draft. So, mm -hmm. so you know, we'll see. I, 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 we'll see. Because the thing is, you still got Jones. You got Zappi. Um, you got to get rid of them. You got Malik Cunningham. Mm -hmm. Um, out there, and, and I, I think to a certain extent, I, I think uh, Belichick was actually at one point contemplating and maybe going to one of those mobile quarterbacks like Malik Cunningham. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of today, speaking of the draft, today, you know, I was driving back from Norfolk and the herd was on, and you know, they were like, Oh, he can't draft, he's this, he's that. Um, he drafted mm -hmm. Gronkowski Hernandez, he drafted Dion Branch, he drafted Illman in the sixth round. Um, he drafted Brady. He's he's drafted players. Um, I just think you know he he's he's kind of stubborn. You know what I'm saying? Like um, <laughs> he is what he is, and and you know to him it worked. Why wouldn't it work again? You know. Um, but anyway, that's a so that's one a more one more stat I want to read. What they really what they a stat that they use for college is they use a. Um, non-conference and away stats, right? Because when you have non-conference uh, opponents, like it's harder because you don't really have too much film on your non-conference opponents and in away games, right? Yeah. So his non-conference and then his away game stats are completely similar. So okay. for non-conference, <laughs> 9,425. 
1,135 yards, eight touchdowns, 163 rating, three interceptions. Away, 101 to 161, 1,338 yards, eight touchdowns, three interceptions, 162 rating. So he doesn't get worked up, whether it's a non-conference or an away game. I see what you're saying. He's level headed. He's he's he's, he's level headed. No matter who you play, he's he's level headed. I mean, he, um, he's six four. You said, yeah, six four, two hundred twenty five pounds. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, um. He's he's an inch taller than Mac Jones and like five pounds heavier. All right, so this is the rest of it. So at 22, mm. okay. Yeah, so if you have a, if you ever have free time or if you're on a plane or something, if you want to watch his highlights or something, or when you're on vacation, uh, you can watch more of his highlights and stuff. He's fantastic. Is All it, right, so. Bo huh? Nicks, isn't Bo Nix like. Sixty-eight. We'll get to him. Look, we'll, I, I I put these in out opposite orders. All right. Okay. Um, Jaden Daniels, he is one of the runnings for the Heisman Trophy. I think he should get the Heisman Trophy. Jaden Daniels is the quarterback for LSU. He's fantastic. He's amazing. Um, Brock Bowers, he's the best tight end in college football right now, coming out of Georgia. Um, then we have Dallas Turner from Alabama, Notre Dame, Joel Alt, and then Malik Neighbors. Um, who they say is they say Malik Neighbors is a better wide receiver than Marvin Harrison Jr. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a better wide receiver than Neighbors, but them two are like top two. All right, and then we have picks eleven through. Look at my baby up there, Frank. Wide receiver for Tampa Bay. That'd be kind of <laughs> look at my baby. So I, I show Frank um, highlights of Keon Coleman. He's fantastic. He's amazing. He's in the top five wide receivers in college football. Um, so they have him. Blake has him projected to go to Tampa Bay. I think that would be out, like outstanding. You know, him and Mike Evans together, they will be fucking, they will be a, a wild. Um, my other baby's up there, Jared Verse. He's our edge from um, Florida State. Um, I could see him going to the Broncos, definitely. Uh, Michael Paws Phoenix Jr. His name is Phoenix. Don't say it fast five times. <laughs> um, yeah. He is right now. He's the quarterback for Washington. He's fantastic. He's phenomenal. He has the what what you call the Cinderella story out of any quarterback in college football this season. Um, I can definitely see him going over to the Raiders. I don't think Jimmy G is their answer. I do like Michael Phoenix Jr. Um, and um, but I don't necessarily see him on the Raiders. If I was to pick, I would put Michael Phoenix Jr. as a QB two under somewhere that has a veteran quarterback. That way he can study under them. You don't want too many teams with all these rookie quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Um, not all of them are going to perform like how CJ Stroud is performing now. Yeah. Um, and then also you have JJ McCarthy. JJ McCarthy is the current quarterback for Michigan. I'm rooting for him to win the Natty this year. I think if he wins the Natty, he's going to bump up to one of the top 10 quarterbacks or one of the top 10 draft picks from the quarterbacks list. And then we have the rest of the, for the first round, we have 
uh, Braylon Trice from Washington. Then you have Cooper Beebe. You have Rome, don't know how to say his last name from Washington. Tyler Newbin. You have Jordan Morgan. You have Denzel Burke, Tyler Gotten, Guyton, Patrick Paul, Bo Nix. So let's get into Bo Nix. I do see Bo Nix going into the first round, maybe second round. Um, Bo Nix has been playing college football for like six, seven years now. Yeah, that's what I've heard. When he was playing, like, mm-hmm. he's like a super, super duper senior. Yes, but Bo Nix is phenomenal. One thing about Bo Nix, his last four games in Oregon, he averaged six touchdowns before halftime. Who does that? Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like he has a lot of experience, and I feel like he will be A-OK whatever team he goes to in the NFL. He's been in college for like 25 years, so he is a super, super senior. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kidding. I think 2018, 2019. I think 2018, 2019. He's been in college, but all these guys been in college since 2020, 2021. You know, but 2021. Isn't, isn't if you if you really start playing, you you normally do five years in school, isn't it? Like, um, to be yes, you can. Yes, you can. So Bo Nix, he uh transferred so he went. He started in Auburn in 2019 and transferred to Oregon in 2022. So he is at his five-year mark, right? Okay. So when you're a redshirt freshman, right? A redshirt freshman, you have an extra year of college you could play. Okay, okay. Yep. So that's that. Okay, so let's go to the next picture. So this is what I tweeted to ESPN. So before we see my tweet, all right, so these are the 2023 Heisman finalists, right? You have Bo Nix, you have Jaden Daniels, you have Marvin Harrison Jr., the only wide receiver up here, and then you have Michael Penix Jr. Um, me personally, I really, really want Jaden Daniels to win. Mm-hmm. I think popularity, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to win popularity-wise. But they might give it to Bo Nix because he's been in the college football for like 25 years. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, congratulations to all of them. My tweet is Jordan Travis shit one beat since he's so valuable to FSU. You can't play for a national title without him because he got injured. But I will see. I I don't really, you know. I, I I do like the I do like the finalists for the Heisman this year. I really do. I think it's anybody's. It's up to anybody. It's like anybody's grab basically. You have one of them in the national championships, and all of them finished in top ten. Mm, okay. All right. I thought this was cute. I think every week what I'm going to do is post a different team. We're going to start with the Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers logo history. So from 1945 to 1961, we had the Steelers football, the Pittsburgh Steelers football club. From 1962 to 1968, we had our throwback steel man. And then from 1969 to 2001, we had our Steelers logo. And in 2002 to present, it looks exactly the same. The difference is the silver border isn't as thick as the one from 1969 to 2001. Are you staring at it to try to figure out the difference? Yeah, yeah that's what I was looking for. I was like, that shit makes no sense to me. Like, it's the top two. Yeah, you know, I get it, but. <laughs> no, 
the thickness of the silver border is it's a lot smaller. Uh, okay. Yeah. So out of these four, which one is your favorite Steelers logo? Mine's is of course 1962 to 1968 is my all-time favorite Steelers logo. I think because I'm so used to doing the 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 regular Steeler one, I like the Steeler one. It's simple, mm -hmm. it's straight to the point. What's up? Oh, hold on, Bree. Go ahead. I'm just gonna mute it real quick. So let me say hi to Nikki. Okay. Hi, Mama. Okay, go ahead. Hi, my little baby that don't listen. Hi, Mama. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like the 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 one they have now. Okay. Yeah. Next, we have $15 to build your NFL offense. So you have your $5 Rogue, Mahomes, Henry, Jefferson, Hill, Kelsey. $4, Jackson, Barkley, Diggs, Adams, Andrews. $3, Fields, Pollard, Brown, St. Brown, Goddard. $2, Wilson, Harris, Higgins, Metcalf, Frymuth. And $1, Wilson, Singletary, Kirk, Wilson, and Knox. So you have $15 to build your NFL offense. So let me do some math. Fifteen. Fifteen dollars. Um. I think this is really going to depend on which quarterback you go with. Yeah. You want to go first? I'll go first. You can go first. I'm going to go Wilson for $2. Okay. And I'm going to go Henry for 5 That's 7 Then I'm going to go A.J. Brown for 3 That's $10. Then I'm going to go St. Brown for 3 That's $13. And then Friday News for 2 That's $15. Okay. All right. Um. Damn. So hard. <laughs> Shot. Yeah, let's go. I, I, I've been drinking the whole time. Oh, cheers. Yeah. All right, let me do this. Um. So I'm gonna go Lamar. Four. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> Lamar. Mm. 11, 13. Ooh. Damn, man, this is hard. Collar? No, 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 no. I'm actually thinking about Lamar, Najee. That okay. gets six. Six. Um, if I go Jefferson, that's five, that's 11. Mm -hmm. Come down to Metcalf. That's 13. Actually, no. Give me a uh, take off Metcalf, right? So I'm at 11. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Yep. I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. 12. That's 12. And then I'm going to go Goddard. Mm -hmm. 15. Mm -hmm. 
The reason with Lamar Jackson, I'm going to tell you why. With Lamar Jackson being able to run the ball, I think anyone of those running backs would be good to go. Because mm-hmm. you have to account for him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think that'd be... Broncos country? Let's ride. Yeah. I mean, I looked at him. I did before I looked at anybody else. Because if you give him a good running back and two good, like, you know, he had DK Metcalf. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> this is... I thought this was funny, right? All right, before I show you, this came out two days ago, right? And it was like, the Patriots could still potentially make the playoffs. Did you know that, Frank? No. You didn't? No. So, in order for the Patriots to make the playoffs, (laughs) this is the scenarios that have to happen. The Patriots have to win every game. So far, they did good. They won. They won um, against Pittsburgh. Let me get my. Um... They got to they win out. They got to win out. They have to win out. The Steelers have to lose out. The Texans have to lose out. And I think the Texans have the easiest schedule so far coming up. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have to lose out and beat the Steelers. The Chargers have to beat the Broncos and the Raiders and lose their last three. The Broncos have to lose all their games and win, beat the Chargers. And the Bills have to lose every game and beat the Chargers. Mm -mm. So there is still a a a 0.5 percentage, a a 0.5% chance. Like, get out of here. A potential is a potential. Okay, Frank. You guys can still make the playoff. I thought it was fun. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I was, can't wait to show Frank you know this on the podcast. Funny? I'm going to tell you it was actually funny. What's, what's crazy is if they can beat the Chiefs, the other three teams is very doable. The other three teams is very doable. And I think that the, the Bills one is the most doable because you guys already beat the Bills this season. Yep. So, and look who they play. The Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins, you know? So that's what I'm saying. I think that's very doable to win out if they can get past the Chiefs, but I don't see it. I mean, look, even if they do, you know, we've seen the Broncos come back and and win, you know, so I don't know. Um, So Ocho Cinco and Brady were talking about the Pro Bowl. Ocho Cinco said the Pro Bowl should have pro bowlers from current versus past. Tom Brady replied and said, give me Chad and Randy on the outside, and we're putting up 35 next week. <laughs> I think it would be dope if they did do a current versus pass Pro Bowl. I'm definitely going for the pass team, of course, because you're going to have Brady, Ocho Cinco. You're going to have Am- Amendola. You're going to have Gronkowski. You might have Troy Palomalu, Big Bet. You're going to have all the iconics, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, you know, Megatron, you're gonna have all these great iconic people that we've been watching. Um, and I think it would be good, you know. I think it would be good, but I also think it could be a good mentor type level for the current pro bowlers as well. Yeah. So I think that would be really dope. And that's all the pictures we have. And next we just have predictions. Now right, well, let's knock it out. Let's go. Knock it out. So we had our predictions for Thursday. So everyone's starting with a clean slate because everybody was um everybody was um 
Wrong. Like the scissors. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh, let's go. Five. All right. Let me get these games. See, this is why I wish I, we had everybody on here. That way I could write all the games because everyone uses different things to look up their what teams they want to pick. So everyone's games are all out of order. All right. So on Sunday, December 10th, we have the Bucks at the Falcons. Falcons at home. Frank, who are you going? Um, I'm just going to give what I picked for Sal's league, which um, I, I, I don't know. I have no rhyme or reason. I went Bucks. I'm also going Bucks. Next, we have the Colts at Cincinnati. I went, uh, so I went Bengals, man. I, after seeing what Brownie did um, against the Jags, a, a strong Jags team, I, I think that that's going to give them the momentum to go forward. And I, I went with Bengals at home. I'm going to go Colts. Okay. Jaguars at Browns and Cleveland. I went. I went Browns. Not knowing. I'm gonna go, go Browns for not knowing if Trevor's gonna play in that exactly. Browns. That's that's the thing, and I don't know who their backup is. So you know. Next, we have Texans at Jets. I want Texans, girl. I'm, I'm a, a Texans believer. Me too. I'm, I'm a fan. For the Texans. I'm, I'm a I want them to win this. Once, once the Mecca Ryan went over there and they started making this offseason, was still the most money in cap space. I was like, oh, I'm a fan. Oh. Next, we have the Rams at the Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens yeah, at home. Ravens. Yeah, oh, coming off a of bye week, Ravens at home. That's the only reason why the Dolphins are the number one seed because the Ravens have the bye week. Next, we have Lions at Bears. I went Lions. Me too. Okay. Next, we have Panthers at Saints. I went Saints at home. Uh, Come on, Jameis. I went Saints, yeah. Because we know Derek Carr's not playing with rib injuries, shoulders injuries, and a concussions, even though he's practicing. Yeah, yeah. Next, we have Vikings at Raiders. I actually went Vikings because Jay Jettis is back, and I'm, I, you know, I'm a Dobbs girl. Yeah, I went I went Vikings just because of Dobbs. I, I think he had a bad a bad week mm -hmm. and that was fine. I think he's very intelligent and I think that they he lost by a field goal. Yeah, I think they'll they'll feel find a way to adjust mm -hmm. and overcome. Next we have Seahawks at 49ers. I want 49ers. Oh yeah, I want 49ers. Next we have Bills at Chiefs. I want Bills. I, I think ever since Bills had got that new offensive coordinator, their offense has been looking a lot more put together. Yeah, I went Chiefs because I don't see them losing two games back to back. Um, I think Isaiah Pacheco's out. Oh. oh. He went Chiefs, okay. Next, we have Broncos at Chargers. I am, you know, I'm a J. Herbal girl. So I'm going Chargers. I went Chargers. Uh, 
I should go to that game, huh? I mean, if you can. I guess I like, like 70 bucks. Hell yeah, I would go. <laughs> Girl, if there was a stadium by me, I, I would definitely. Well, well I'm, I'm not going to go because I'm already going out there the week after next for the Gronk Bowl, which I'll talk about later. Um, next, we have the Eagles at Cowboys. I want Eagles. Eagles have to win to keep that number one seed. Okay. I don't see Eagles losing two in a row. Yeah, I went, I'm, I'm going Eagles. I don't see them losing either. Okay, and then on Monday, we actually have two Monday night games, December 11th. We have Packers at Giants. I want Packers. You went Packers at Giants? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I went Packers as well. And then we have Titans at Dolphins. I went Dolphins. I also went Dolphins. And those are our picks. We'll get Nikki June's in for the cruises picks. Um, hopefully before Sunday. I'm not gonna remind them. Frank told me to stop reminding them about their picks. So I hope I get them before the week starts. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Gronkowski has his first ever college bowl game. It is held at the SoFi Stadium and it's called the LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. I did get club seats for that. So um, right there on the field, like, well, in the 100 section, like, right up, right there at the field. Um, I'm excited. Don't have no friends or anything out here, so, of course, I'm going to the game by myself, but I had a blast going to the Steelers game by myself, so um, I'm excited to watch it. The bowl games are out. It's going to be UCLA versus Boise State, which I think is going to be a great, great, great bowl game because Boise State's quarterback is entering the transfer portal, and he's, like, what's being talked about right now in college sports. So this is going to be his last game before he hits the transfer portal. Um, A lot of teams want him. Alabama wants him. Georgia wants him. So um, it's going to be a great bowl game. I'm going to take lots of pictures. Of course, I'm going to send pictures of Gronk to Frank. Um, I'm going to get there extra early and all that stuff. So a uh, shout out to Gronk, your first ever college bowl game. And mm-hmm. LA at SoFi Stadium, more power to you. Um, I'm there in support of Frank, since Frank won't be able to go, I'm going to go to Gronk's first bowl game for Frank. I wonder how that's going to be. I wonder if he's going to like have access and certain things, you know, like. Yeah, so he's hosting it. So, of course, yeah, he's, he's going to have access. He's going to be there. He's probably going to be on the field before the game starts and all that stuff. Mm, okay. And I'm sitting on the Pac-12 side because I live in the Pacific. I'm rooting for UCLA. I'm really rooting for <laughs> Boise State, but I'm sitting on UCLA side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, th- damn, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing neutral colors. I'm not trying to get be- – you know what? If my Barstool shirt comes in, Barstool Sports made a shirt that says F the committee. Yeah. And it's a – 13 and 0 in, in Florida State colors, but the one in 13 is a middle finger. Mm. If that shirt comes in in time, I will be rocking that at that game. Well, um, I guess with that being said, we can go ahead and start wrapping it up. Yes, we can close out. Um, another great week, another great episode. It was just me and Frank. Hopefully we get the whole team back next week or the week after next. Frank will be going to the DR for vacation and they handle personal stuff. Safe travels and a safe vacation, Frank. You know, you. know you'll be talking to us throughout the entire trip and everything. Take lots of pictures. DR is so beautiful. Um, great week of football. I'm still boycotting football, so 
Um, let's hope these games are good because I'm probably not going to be watching again next week. <laughs> but I might watch a few games, you know. I might support my FSU boys that are in on teams. But I hope everyone has a great week. Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. And thanks for listening to Frank Presents the Play Call. Frank? Yeah, hey, so look, another week, me and Bree back at it again, like we used to. Nothing new for us. Uh, also, shout out to her for the, the questions and content she puts together on her time while she's at work. Stand by. Bree's got some stuff she's working on. She's going to be doing, not leaving us, but doing her own kind of commentary thing. I'll be doing the same thing um, here. So when she gets her title to her 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 uh, uh, show, we're going to put it out. Um, mine uh, is be, what's up? You have it ready? I think so. Okay. So are you, you want to put it out now or next week? I'll put it out next week. Okay. Uh, mine would just be this one, uh, just solo, unless somebody else wants to join me. But it's uh, to cover more news, give us, give you more content throughout the week. You know, definitely uh, once a week is not enough sometimes, and we have so much that's going on, and being that I'm retired, why not? Um, also, like, if you're into challenge coins or memorabilia like that, look for June's company, Taino Creations LLC. He's on Facebook. I'll hashtag it in the comments on Facebook and uh, YouTube. Also, uh, if you're looking at a, for a financial strategist, want to find out how to save money in the market, protect your money from loss, move your 401k over to where you don't have any loss and guaranteed growth but no fees, reach out to me, myself, FF Financial Focus. I'm here to help people out uh, and, and give you advice and show you some information. With that being said, like she said, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification button, uh, share with anybody else, leave us comments. If you want to see us do something different, let us know. Uh, and that's it, Bree. And one more thing, um, yes, we're going to be doing our own separate things, but we're still Frank presents the play call and not leaving. Um, but if you like to talk about college football, if you like to talk about NBA and NFL, um, I will be recording. Um, my schedule will be a lot more freer, being I'm the only one on the West Coast. So I can record at 6, 7 p.m. my time while they're knocked out sleeping, snoozing. Um, but Yes, big things coming for the podcast. We are expanding separately, but still one team. Correct, correct. So support all of us. And that being said, good night. Until next good week. Night. Peace. So, oh, no.